this. It is time to start that podcast. Yes. What podcast? Um, Only the podcast that you've been telling friends and family members you're going to start and you have yet to do it. You know you have stuff you want to say. So why not say it with your chest using the best Buzzsprout? We use Buzzsprout and I would have to say it is one of the best decisions that we've made since starting our podcast. Absolutely. So join us and over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to easily get their message out to the world. Buzzsprout gets your show listed in every major podcast platform. Like Apple. Spotify. Google Podcasts. All of them. All of them? All of them. All one word. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Go ahead and let Buzzsprout know we sent you by following the link in the show notes. And guess what? You get a $20 Amazon gift card. What? Boom. (laughs) So help us help you support us so we can keep bringing you the content you so enjoy. Yeah. Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout. What you talking about? Buzzsprout. everybody, I'm Elise Real. And I'm Isha Bell. And this is Full-Time Black Women, a community for black professional women to live, laugh, grow, and feel the soul. So what are we talking about today, Elise? Today's topic is lessons from an atelophobic, I think I said it wrong, lessons from an atelophobic with Smart Girl Logic. Yay! <laughs> so guys, we have a guest, a special guest today, and our guest today is Jordan Middlebrooks, the creator, CEO, and founder of a smart girl logic. Yes. Thank you so much for being with us today, Jordan. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Awesome. So let me break this down about the wonderful, fabulous, talented, and smart girl, full-time black woman, Jordan Middlebrooks. Jordan Middlebrooks founded Smart Girl Logic in April 2017. She is a graduate of Clark Atlanta University and a native of Prince George's County in Maryland. Jordan enjoys engaging in community service and working with the youth. And through Smart Girl Logic, she hopes to continue serving the community, helping women find their voice, and creating safe spaces to engage and grow. Did I miss anything? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So how are you dealing with this Rona right now, Jordan? I'm doing okay. I am an extreme introvert. So staying in my room and in my home has Mm -hmm. been the highlight. Oh, really? So you're like, nothing has (laughs) changed in my life? No, not much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my husband's an introvert too. And he was like, I saw a meme the other day and it was like, introverts this rona is nothing different for you like oh, yeah. you're not really feeling anything at all it's like i do this every day exactly this is my life exactly. <laughs> i train for yeah. this my entire life no. so i am ready for this <laughs> <laughs> all right so at least let's go ahead and tell the people what is it a telephobic okay you know i don't know i didn't either until i came across <laughs> smart girl logic so mm-hmm. and a telephobic is someone who has a telephobia which is a fear of not doing something right or the fear of not being good enough. In other words, it's a fear of imperfection. And I feel like we all deal with that, especially as black women. Oh, yeah. Especially because like we said before, so many times that we have been bred to believe that we have to be perfect. Right. We have to be on top of everything. We have to be A1, no mistakes. You can't show any weakness. You have to be better yeah. than them. Work yeah. twice as hard. Yeah. Just to get a line. <laughs> oh God. All the time. All the time. <laughs> right. So do you think that's what your understanding of a telephobia came from in your life? Yeah, it 
it kind of hit me because when I saw, okay, fear of imperfection, I was like, wow, that's me. Mm-hmm. And everyone that I told the word to, they're like, wow, it's almost as if this should be your name. Um, <laughs> really? I've Yeah, I've always been that way. I'm the hardest on myself. I never want to mess up. I feel like, you know, the moment you mess up, somebody's right there to mm-hmm. just call you out on it. So I've mm-hmm. always had that kind of always wanting to be perfect, always wanting to be, you know, right. Yeah, yeah. I can relate. I can relate. Yeah. So I guess we'll go ahead and get started. Get into this. Stats for that ass. Hey, stats for that ass. We bringing you the facts with some stats for that ass. So in a 2016 meta-analysis of 43 studies of perfectionism and that ain't work. <laughs> Perfectionism. I heard wrong. <laughs> Perfectionalism. <laughs> Perfectionism and burnout. For example, Hill and Curran found that people who experience either a tiny or no benefit from aspects like having very high personal standards compared to people who didn't have them, people who express more maladative maladaptive okay i like that word yep. uh, perfectionism <laughs> on the other hand experience significantly more burnout mm. so basically that word she said means to be unhealthy <laughs> basically beating yourself up and not living up to those expectations that you did set for yourself mm. uh, but i actually feel like this is something that impacts our generation i'm not sure what generation you are jordan but we're millennials <laughs> Are you a millennial? I'm a millennial as well. Oh, yeah, because, you know, there was something going on in the news <laughs> lately about, you know, the boomers being upset, saying that millennials are the ones who are on spring break. Yeah. yeah. What do I got time to be on spring break? I'm at home taking care of my toddler, right? doing laundry and cooking. I can't, <laughs> I can't lie. Because I work at a school, I was on spring break. Well, that's well, different. Yeah, but you I didn't mean, go anywhere. Like, you, you, did you go somewhere? Did you go to the beach? I was. I was in Miami, but oh my was, gosh, <laughs> no! This was at the beginning of the craziness. So this is before we knew how bad it was, and we just thought it was something that Black people were never going to get. Um, <laughs> no, we, yeah. we felt that way too. Yeah, we were like, we "Can't touch us!" Doom, 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 doom. So then we came home early because um, oh. I remember, you know, gotta be safe. Oh, okay. Well, maybe they were right when they said those millennials <laughs> are on the beaches. <laughs> Going on a spring break and they don't understand how they're hurting the environment because of Jordan. Jordan was there. So don't be trying to include Jordan with the rest of the millennials, okay? Because I was definitely at home. I haven't had a spring break. I don't know how long. I don't know. Spring break? Down What's that? That's work. What? Work. That's exactly what it is. But talk about millennials. Actually, Twitter, there was a response to a BuzzFeed article about millennial burnout. Mm-hmm. So Tiana Clark who is a user on Twitter. Shout out to Tiana. Sister, what's up? The truth is, for me, I don't feel like I'm allowed to be tired. Mm. Every black woman I know is exhausted and has been exhausted. I was born from tired black women who didn't have the luxury to ghost on their responsibilities or people died. I enjoyed enjoyed a large chunk of this article at its attempt to define our current anxieties and stasis. Stasis? Mm. the current way things are (laughs) (laughs) that my flavor of burnout is invisible reduced to a few mentions without context bloop hashtag black burnout so the reason why i pull this stat is because i feel like a lot of us go through just that yes being black women who want to be extraordinary but being extraordinary takes a lot of energy and it also just takes a put a lot on your back. And sometimes mm-hmm. one individual should have to carry that, but ain't nobody coming to take it off of you. No, no. So. Have you experienced any burnout, Jordan? 
Definitely. Um, I think for me, it's like, well, I got to keep going, got to keep going, got to keep going. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you know, we are born from tired black women, you know, seeing my mom work hard and never stop. And it's just like, she never stopped. I can never stop. Like, yes. I got to keep going, got to keep pushing. Yeah. And it's funny to talk to her because she'll say things like, you know, you got to relax a little bit. Like, you know, you're young, time, like time, it'll get better. I'm just like, no. Every day I'm not working, somebody else is coming to take my job. Like, right. I got to keep going. Mm-hmm. Right. And it gets to the point where me sometimes where it's like, you know what? I'm just going to stop everything because yeah. I can't do anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my body physically makes me stop. Yep. Yeah, that's the scary part when you have no control and all of a sudden your body's like, Whoa, I'm done. I'm uh-huh. done. And I clock out. I clock out. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, a couple other things. Some behaviors associated with the telephobia came from Bustle.com. Um, the first one, you're terrified of flaws. So most people are scared of making mistakes. That's That can be normal. But what elevates everyday fear into a phobic territory is the extent of your reaction. So if it all of a sudden just paralyzes you where mm-hmm. you just, you know, I, I'm done or it's to the point where you might have anxiety attacks about it or you know, you just pushing through despite, you know, how you may feel having that burnout and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then your body like shuts down. Like we just talked about things like that. (laughs) So it's how you uh, react, the extent to how you react. So my question to you, Jordan, is how have you learned to combat being terrified uh, from your flaws? (laughs) Uh, It's definitely been a journey. Um, I probably had my first anxiety attack. Uh, probably my senior year of high school. And I was like, oh, I just couldn't breathe. I panicked real quick. Nothing big. Um, and then in college, I was like, oh, okay, so these are going to keep happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I would stress myself out. I would get super anxious um, and super stressed out. Um, and it was manifesting in, like, physical reactions. Like, mm-hmm. I would, couldn't breathe, start panicking, crying, all the drama and antics. But for me, um, it came to the point where I was like, okay, I have to do something because um, it's getting bad. Uh, so the first thing I did was talk to my doctor, of course, and they tried me on medication. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, let's just try it. I kind of felt a way because it's like, I should be able to handle it. Uh, I've handled everything. I don't like to not be able to in control of everything. Right. Uh, so I did that for about a year. Uh, after that, when I got on trying to be more positive and control my thinking, I stopped medication and it really came down to controlling my mindset, not letting things get more emotional or more excited than it needed to be. Mm-hmm. Taking that moment to kind of breathe and say, okay, if I write it out, if I plan it out, chances are I can calm myself down before I start panicking or I feel like my chest is getting tight and things like that. Yeah. Um, so I've been off of it for like two years now and I haven't really needed it. Um, I'll still have moments where I get anxious. Um, but just understanding that some of it is normal fear, normal anxiety, mm-hmm. um, and not this end of the world. I don't know what I'm going to do pulling out my hair. <laughs> right, right. So having a, a different perspective on it helped mm-hmm. a lot. Okay. All right. So have you noticed from starting Smart Girl Logic that other women that you come across who are interested in it, maybe your followers, also tend to have that same issue with a, being a telephobic? Yeah, I think most of the people um, that I talk to, uh, especially around my age, have that fear of the unknown and that 
that fear of messing up and wanting to be perfect, especially with social media and mm-hmm. wanting everything to look good and everything has to look a certain way. I have to look like I'm having fun, um, even when the world's crashing. And I think um, just being more honest about the experiences that we have, including with my friends and with my peers, uh, it was like people could relate mm-hmm. a lot. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's crazy? Like in these Rona times, like I will scroll through sometimes, <laughs> scroll through like Instagram and stuff sometimes, and I see people with these real cute pajamas, and they got the nice big mugs of coffee. And really? Stuff. On occasion, I see those pop uh-huh. up, or they you know look real nice working from home and stuff. And here's me in my right. beat up old sweatpants <laughs> or like basketball yeah. shorts and a torn up t shirt. Uh-huh. So yeah, just these really nice. Seemingly curated. They might not be. People actually might. No, they're curated. <laughs> if you work from home, you're like, yes, I get to be funky right. and ugly today. Yes, okay. You got on right. jeans. Yeah. Right. Anybody got time for that? No. I know for sure. I was like, woo, I don't have to worry about getting up, doing my makeup, yeah. nothing like that. Just throw yeah. on my little house dress because it got holes in it. Right. Yeah. And just walk on mm-hmm. around and you know, cook my breakfast. I, I've been enjoying cooking breakfast. I have too. I, I must say because well, we work early in the morning, so we really don't have time to okay. cook all the every single day, maybe yeah. every once in a while. But just sitting around thinking like, I'm going to make pancakes today. <laughs> I'm going to have me a breakfast bowl. Exactly. Ooh, what's a breakfast bowl? Anyway, okay, we're going to talk. <laughs> See? Stop. We're going to have to go through those quarantine meals. Right. Eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, so another thing that you could do or behaviors that are associated, associated with telephobia is you avoid making mistakes. So you don't try at all. I've been here multiple mm-hmm. times. Okay. Uh, confession time, being a little bit Casperish. Hashtag Casperish. Hashtag Casperish. Can never say it though. It's, like, I, it's, it's the just most difficult look. thing to say. <laughs> right, but how can we come up with something we can't say? I don't know, but it looked good. Yeah, it does. And it sounds good too. <laughs> when you say it right. <laughs> so when I was in school, I was actually a pre med major. Go ahead, okay? I was a biology major Ooh. and I was killing it, taking okay. all my courses. I'm like, this is easy. I still can party and good, good, great. Ah! Everybody said college was hard. <laughs> And then I came across this thing called organic chemistry. <laughs> um, or O-chem for short. Yeah. The, the, the O-O-O-C. Yeah. <laughs> like the OG. I know. O-C. I got you. Oh, I you follow. Think, oh, you, okay. So, yeah. And not I did Orange not, County. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the big O-C. And I did not do well at all. Actually, I got the first okay. D I ever got in my life Aww. in organic chemistry. I know that was tough. It was, but because my fear of not being perfect mm-hmm. and always being perfect mm-hmm. and never really having to try to be perfect. It just yeah. came naturally and it was yeah. easy to me. Yeah. I stopped. I did not go back and take it over again. Mm-hmm. I did not go and try to, I just changed my entire career. I changed from a biology major to a finance major the Ooh. next semester. Sure. Now, I've always that's been, a big jump. And that's what everybody say. Like I was, everybody's like, well, I thought you were pre-med. I thought you were biology. Shut up. Mind your own business. <laughs> okay. But no, I went straight to finance. Mm-hmm. But because of my fear of not being perfect, like yeah. I was gr- not grown. I was a freshman. No, I was a sophomore. And I could have told my mom. I was afraid to tell my mom I got a D. Like I'm, yeah. I ain't in her house anymore. <laughs> I can do what I want right? to do. But yet, I didn't want her to look at me any type of way. Yeah. So I kept that from her. And I was like, you know what? I ain't really feeling like biology no more. I'm going to go ahead and do finance business. You know, I always wanted to own my own business. She was right. like, yeah, but 
you were doing really good. You took all these classes, you got all these labs and everything. I'm like, yeah, but I mean, I just stopped there. So that's a regret. I mean, that's probably the only regret I have is just not going back to do that. But this is just an example of how you avoid making more mistakes because uh-huh. you don't want to do it at all. So yeah. phobias are characterized by avoided behavior. Mm-hmm. In other words, someone will go out of their way to avoid whatever scares them. Mm-hmm. Hello, another D. In the case of telephobia, this means this will mean steering clear of situations where you might make a mistake yeah. or come across as imperfect. Yeah. yeah. So I'm yeah. pretty sure you can have a good story to tell us, <laughs> Jordan, about this. I mean, can you give us an example of this behavior from your own experience? Yeah. There's so many. Um, <laughs> trying to think of just one. Um, I honestly think part of me being an introvert was avoiding like that social interaction because uh, uh-huh. I feel like I feel like for me it was like if I go out I have to feel perfect I have to be perfect I have to like be this cute and this funny mm-hmm. like party girl and all these things I was like I'm not that. Um, and then when I got to college, I had just started my locks. I don't, I still don't know how to wear makeup. Um, <laughs> and I, it's complicated dressed, now. It is. It's a lot of stuff. Like, it's really yeah, hard. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I didn't even get dressed up. So I felt like if I couldn't be perfect or if I couldn't, um, feel perfect or like I was in total control, I wasn't going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think over the years it turned into being a, <laughs> more of an introvert mm-hmm. um, than anything, or that was my shield of I'm an introvert. I don't go out. That's what I tell my friends. I don't go out. Um, and part of it is probably because I, I don't feel perfect or I don't want to do it if I don't feel perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That's yeah. Been a few times. Give us an example from you. From me. Elise. Oh yeah. yeah. No, there's been plenty of times where I haven't gone out. Because I didn't feel like I looked good enough. I didn't feel like I had the energy to have this type of necessary demeanor when I was out, too. Mm -hmm. Or, um, like, I don't know. There's times now where sometimes, because my my little baby locks just doing what they want to do. And I had a situation where it was like a peacock. It was like out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and I was just I like, I can't, I can't do this. So uh, eventually, I was like, but I got to get out the house though. This is before BC, before Corona. So um, <laughs> I just put a beanie on, and I was like, this, this is gonna have to be it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was times where just socially, like I didn't, you know, want to talk to folks, mm-hmm. or I didn't want to. Uh, public speaking was another thing because I was worried that I wouldn't be able yeah. to get my thoughts out because sometimes I think faster than I can actually talk. Same. So yeah. I'd be stumbling over my words or I just long pause and I'd be, uh, 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 uh. But she actually does really well with public speaking. But I feel like that's a lot of people's phobia is public I, speaking. It is. That's a, a yeah. another episode all in Oh, itself. yeah. All eyes on you. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just... What's she going to say next? Right. So it's just, I mean, I don't know. Just the thought of trying to be uh well polished all mm-hmm. the way around. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I do have a question, Jordan. Have you ever felt like you missed out on some stuff because of your telephobia or having telephobia? Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I think <laughs> I was thinking about that earlier, which is funny. Um, I think I missed out on a lot in college. Um, because of that, uh, I danced in college, and I was scared to do certain auditions. Mm-hmm. I was scared to, you know, especially perform by myself. I would just avoid. Um, anything that required me to be on stage alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I had already danced, I know, 
But I'd rather be in the I'd rather be in the group. Okay, okay, okay. gotcha. You know, shine within the group mm-hmm. and shine on my own. But right. uh, just that fear um, of messing up mm-hmm. because God forbid I mess up and I would just just lose my mind. Uh, I think it played a part in terms of um, like Greek life on campus. Um, and things like that, scared to kind of put myself out there because I felt like I had to be just that um, mm-hmm. super, like you said, polished and perfect. And I, I just ignored it completely. I did the whole avoidance thing. So it was like, if I can't, if I'm too scared to actually do it, I'm just going to avoid it and act like I don't care. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Been there, done that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. definitely. <laughs> so another uh, behavior associated with the telephobia is that you set impossible standards. Hello. So you, instead of just, you know, achieving you have to super achieve you become highly yeah. critical of your own work and as a result there's usually a, a lookout for your own mistakes just before you even put things out mm-hmm. there and you get uber focused on well is this in the right place did I do this right did I do that did I do this and how can I make this better because it has to be 100% before I put it out yeah so have have you had any uh, experience with this type of behavior Jordan uh yes um i know it sounds plain but like yes uh not putting out content being scared to put out content being scared to start smarter logic because i felt like if it was not perfect i could not do it um and then my friends say like i go to drastic measures because i'll have this moment where i'm like it's not perfect it's not ready and then i'll just say f it i'm gonna post it (laughs) or i'm gonna do it um so it's kind of that flip flop that back and forth um, so definitely with marker logic, um, holding things back or feeling like I can't, uh, if it's not going to be the perfect product, I cannot do it. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's what all of us, you know, yeah, think of the fear that we had before we launched full time black woman. Man, you know, we were working on it for a month, so we were like, this is it, we're gonna push it. Let's push the date back. We're not ready. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's push it back two more months. Exactly. I I got cramps. I don't think we should do it while I got cramps. Let's push it back. And just bring it. We're like, no, we are not waiting to 2020 yeah. to start this. We are going to do it. It was like the yeah. second to last week of December. So we were yes, close. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we debuted December 22nd, 2019. So mm-hmm. we, we, we got it close, but at the same time, we did. It. It. You made it. Yeah, made it exactly. That's all that matters. We're changing lives, including ours. That's right. So, Jordan, from someone mm-hmm. who has these things, now we're going through these different behaviors associated with telephobia. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I feel like they're talking to me oh, too. Oh, you're talking you to know? me too. How did you decide I'm going to do smart girl logic? Like, I mean, going through the phobias, uh, ter- ter- terrified of flaws. You're you said impossible standards. How did you decide I'm just going to go ahead and do it? Was it one of those moments you like, ah, forget it, and just did it, or what? I think it was a lot of self-talk. Um, part of my fear was like, so many people are doing this, so many people are making these things, so many people are blogging, and I felt like, well, who's going to care what I have to say? What does mm-hmm. it matter what I have to say? And then in my head, I'm like, well, who told them it mattered what they had to say? Exactly. Right. Yeah, people are listening. You know, people are listening, people are engaging, and it was like, you know, when are you going to stop hiding? Mm. Um, and even when I started it, I tried to hide it. And then Instagram snitched on me because, you know, when you make a new Instagram, <laughs> it sent a message to all my Facebook friends. Oh. That Jordan, 
Jordan created a new page. <laughs> I did not I know so that. Mad. Like, yeah. like, whoever so it's missed on me. So the people saw that I started full time yeah. black women. Let me stop. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks for letting me know, Jordan. Because right. I use, yeah, I use my own email. So it was oh, kind of like, okay. when are you going to stop hiding? And I had a talk with one of my really good friends, one of my really good guy friends, and he was like, it's not going to be what you want it to be until you fully put yourself behind it. Mm-hmm. And until you fully engage and you fully push it. And shout out to Avery. Um, but I was like, damn, you're right. Uh, and through that, I was like, I got to do it. I have to do it. No matter what stage it's in in my head, no matter what um, it is, I could see the end result. But I kept getting stuck in the execution. Mm-hmm. And I kept wanting it to be perfect, like what I could see in my yeah. head from the end. Mm-hmm. It's like all the in-between. It's like, it's going to keep changing. It's going to keep getting better. So I was just like, I got to do it. I got to do it. <laughs> I mean, so tell us, share with us, what is your vision for Smart Girl Logic? Now we're in it. Now you launched it. You had some experiences. What's the vision? Yes. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> I love so it. I recently, I recently changed the mission and the vision um, just to kind of make it more cohesive. Um, but for the, the vision that I see for it is definitely to promote self-exploration. Um, kind of the idea of how I started with the telephobia and the logic and that fear and that realizing within myself, like, I got to do this. And even dealing with my anxiety and, like, I have to do it. Um, and the honesty that it requires and being 100% honest in a world where people are not. Mm-hmm. Um, another vision was to kind of build self-confidence. A lot of the reasons why I didn't want to promote it and push it because I wasn't confident in my ability and confident in what I had to say and realizing I'm great. Yes, <laughs> you are. And she even if I... clap. Where if I at? dance around my room, I'm great. Like <laughs> we gonna clap you. Yeah, no we gonna clap you. <laughs> I was late, but it's no time now. Sure, it's late, Myrtle. It's not. Um, <laughs> yeah, and a lot of that came from confidence and that positivity piece, and trying to be more positive mm-hmm. and um, not just positive for others, but positive for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, creating that safe space for women. Um, a lot of times women and black women we still kind of tear each other down we are not only our worst critics for ourselves but our worst critics amongst each other Uh um and finding fun events and things to do uh to create those bonds and to do more than just network on a business standpoint but just create bonds and just to see someone and say hey how are you doing and genuinely mean it and you know have that engagement um and then i definitely see smarter logic um pushing into the high school age and trying to reach girls there before they get to become those uh, anxious uh-huh. and perfectionist college girls and trying to reach them there right yeah Catch and see early. how can that change you know can that change their perspective can that make them go for more things and think they can do more and be more mm-hmm. okay wow so that's awesome right <laughs> i'm excited we can't <laughs> right? wait to do smart girl logic so i know because of rona you had a an event planned in April. Did you push it back? Have you rescheduled it or what's going on with that? Yeah. So uh, me and my friend, Crystal, candidly, Crystal, um, we were planning this wonderful brunch where we wanted to engage and connect. And it was supposed to be in a couple of weeks in April. And now it is completely on hold. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't say cancel. I'll say postpone. Okay. Uh, we don't have a date or anything like that, but it does allow us more time to Make sure it's perfect. I was about to say, I was uh, about to say something about making sure it's right. perfect. That's right. That just means that more people are going to come now. 
because you yeah, know, they're tired of rolling. Sure that is, yeah. Get yeah. you out and everything Oh, and else. yes, everyone's going to be ready to get out, give them a chance to get cute, and, yep. you know, come and brunch and things like that. So we haven't discussed a new date or really how when we're going to move in. We want to see how this plays out. Mm-hmm. Um, we're hearing the Easter Sunday date for... Uh, you know, releasing us all into the wild, but we don't actually know if that's going to happen. So. Yeah. No, I think that's that's probably too early. That's optimistic. But you never know. Who yeah. knows? They just may just say, who falls, falls. Oh, get back to work, get back to your lives because oh, you're costing us money or something like that. <laughs> who absolutely knows? Uh, what things do you have in place to help you achieve your vision that you have um, come up with in birth for Smart Girl Logic? So one of the major action items currently is is um, building a team, a uh, bigger team. Uh, the more people on board and fully committed, the more I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, I have a new social media intern. Uh, her name's Dream, and she's great. Wow. Uh, she's in college right now. And uh, even though she's transitioning to online classes, just getting the constant engagement up, uh, trying to build a bigger audience. And outside of the events, if I want a mentor, again, I need the people for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of finding other women um, who want to engage and give back um, two of the action items. Um, and the other one is honestly still working on myself, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, making yeah. sure yeah. that I can be what I need to be for Smart Girl Logic while working my full time and other part times and dealing with everyday life. Yeah. All right, ladies. So as a full-time black woman and a part of Smart Girl Logic and this beautiful black girl magic that is everywhere and exists everywhere, what one piece of advice do you have for our audience? One piece of advice that I have for all the full-time black women mm-hmm. um, would be to be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of times we, again, deny ourselves the luxuries we're hard on ourselves we are constantly pushing uh but i think we definitely have to be honest with ourselves even if we can't show how tired we are even if we can't you know give up in front of people because we have to remain that strong image um allow yourself to be upset allow yourself to be tired allow when you get home to have that safe space Mm -hmm. to say i just I need to break down or I just need to lie here or meditate or dance around my room. Just be honest with yourself and check in with yourself um, because it allows you to rejuvenate and say, okay, I can go be strong again tomorrow in the workplace. I can go in front of these people I don't like and Mm -hmm. keep a straight face and smile and nod and and do all those things because I know how I feel and I'm allowing myself to feel those things. Man, that is a good piece of advice. That was really strong. As Elise said, I felt that in my spirit. I do. I did. Thank you. I, 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 I really felt that. that in my spirits. I, I mean it, not in my spirits. <laughs> I have a lot of. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no, that that is excellent advice. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because, like you said, it's a lot of times that we just keep on pushing, and then your body caves out on you, and mm-hmm. you just right. you have to and take that no time, choice. and you have no choice. Exactly. Well, uh, Jordan, why do you think we as black women are so afraid of making mistakes? Wow, that is, I feel like that question has a lot of layers, mm-hmm. but I think my my very basic understanding is based on history and the way society has viewed us and the way we're seen and the moment that we do break or that we do show weakness is, oh, see, look, 
not only is she a woman, she's a black woman mm. and, you know, we gave her too much or, mm. you know, she's too emotional or all these things. So we have to be strong because the moment we don't, we lose our positions of power or we're seen as less than. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then we have to be all these things for our parents and our siblings and our husbands and our kids. And it's like, we don't get to take those breaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The societal pressures are real, man. Yeah, like they are. Yeah. You hear uh, uh, all women, you mm-hmm. know, I feel definitely get the short end of the stick. Definitely. But we don't even get a stick. Tell you the truth. Okay. <laughs> we get a splinter. Right. We get a toothpick <laughs> when it comes to the short end. All right. When it comes down to being a black woman, but I totally agree with you. It's just yeah. based off of history. Yeah. You know, and if it's been yeah. this way and it's worked for the masses for it being this way, why would anybody want to change it? True. You know, it's yeah. just like, hey. And, yeah. And I think the older women in our lives also kind of ingrained it in us. It's like mm-hmm. as much as um, they love us, it's like tighten up. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, we got to be this way. Like you got to make sure you're prepared and you're prim and you're proper and mm-hmm. you're doing what you need to do at all times. And I think that's ingrained uh, in us at very young ages, even if they don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think it was interesting that you said that you saw your mother work hard all the time, never taking a break. But she tells you, stop. Right. You need to take a break. And, and we have this argument all the time. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and she tries to tell me, she's like, well, I got it together. And well, I didn't get it together for real, for real until, you know, I'm at this age now. Uh-huh. And it's like, okay, well, growing up, I never saw where it wasn't together. I never saw right. the cracks. I never saw the breakdowns. I probably remember her crying like twice uh-huh. growing up. And then as an adult now, it's like, it's crying all the time. Uh-huh, but the thing <laughs> but about it is, is you like, weren't supposed to see it as a kid. Yeah. That was her job as a right. mama to make sure that you stayed in your child's place and had your children child dreams. So mm-hmm. that was important. Right. So we never wanted for anything. So mm-hmm. it's like to know now. And again, you care about your parents, like realizing that they're not superheroes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So you know now. And it's like, I thought that that's how you always were. You know what I mean? So yeah. I had to be that. I had to make sure I had everything together all the time. Because like you we, have everything together. Yeah, yeah, I feel like we definitely need to break that cycle, though. Like, maybe our generation could be the generation to realize that we don't have to be superwomen. You know, we don't have to mm-hmm. be, per. I wouldn't say perfect, because sometimes I feel like we go past the word perfect. Like, we just try to be superhuman. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah. Like, maybe we can cry every once in a while. Maybe we can, like Ooh. you said, feel your feelings. <laughs> you know, maybe we can just be normal like everybody else. I know. And it almost like yeah. I can feel myself. It sounds scary. Like saying to, those things to say that. Yeah. To just be like, oh, snap. I got to I got to feel feelings. Like, uh-huh. I got to I got to all of a sudden be vulnerable and stuff. What's and wrong be, with that? It's nothing wrong with it. It's absolutely nothing. But I can feel myself feeling some type of way like, oh, snap, I got to be normal. You know, like yeah. I have to. Yeah, I have to allow myself. This is something I have to really sit and think about and be intentional about mm-hmm. not uh, going the extra mile every single time and just just living my life. Without trying to be mm. superhuman, and to it be just a black woman, man. I know it just it sounds we it sounds scary. <laughs> I'm gonna start right now. Okay, I am <laughs> going to start. You know what? We're gonna make that pledge today. Exactly. I'm going to make that full time black woman pledge. Uh oh, I'm about to be part time, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to be a part time, <laughs> part time black hourly black woman. 
I don't even care. I don't even want part time. Give me hours. I'm going to be hourly. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be a seasonal black woman. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'll get back to you after this Rona. For me, for me, being a full-time black woman, uh, specifically with um, Smart Girl Logic, is definitely like putting on all the time. Uh, representing for myself, representing for my family, uh, for Smart Girl Logic, always giving my best uh, all the time, mm-hmm. um, being honest uh, and sincere with everything I do and trying to be as vulnerable as I can mm-hmm. um, and just never giving up, honestly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we're black all the time and we're women all the time mm-hmm. and I wouldn't change that. Um, and just knowing the power in that um, is what makes me a full time black woman. All right, excellent. Yeah. I love, love that. <laughs> well, yeah, this has been a really great experience. I loved the conversation. I think it shined a light on the telephobia because I never knew anything no, about it. You you taught until, us something, <laughs> yeah. Until now, so I appreciate that. And I think with the telephobia, it's also something that. If you're having those physical symptoms, like I know you mentioned you had physical anxiety symptoms and stuff from that, um, definitely check with your doctor. Like, don't mm-hmm. wait till the end of your panic attack and be like, ah, it wasn't anything. It was indigestion. Mm-hmm. Like, go to your doctor <laughs> and have a conversation with them. Get checked out. Try therapy. You know, talk to a counselor or something because it's you don't want it to impact your health to a point where you are paralyzed in your life so mm-hmm. alright so Jordan go ahead and tell our listeners how can they find out more about Smart Girl Logic yeah so if you want to engage and you really should engage with Smart Girl Logic you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Smart Girl Logic that's it Smart Girl Logic no underscores no spaces no nothing fancy um, and then you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Smart Girl Jojo um and you know engage with us follow our posts uh we're having some new blog posts come out in april um that i'm excited about uh, and a lot you know hopefully for the future when we get out of being stuck in the house mm-hmm. uh, so definitely follow us on instagram at smart girl logic awesome. okay what about that blog how can they get to the blog yeah so when you follow us on instagram at smart girl logic uh the link to the website is in the bio it's very easy um, smartgirlogic.com uh, I'll link you straight there um, and you can see all the blog posts we have some about natural hair and some good stories about relationships and you know how you feel in the workplace and things like that okay guys awesome. so if you want to get a break from the blogs and just talking about what's on TV or reality TV you really want to get your mind thinking yes. you really want to add some extra spice into you know your life, your life. I would think it is definitely important for you guys to go check out Smart Girl Logic because yes. she out here dropping some gems, y'all. Yep. I mean, she taught us what the word <laughs> telephobic means, right? <laughs> Learn a something. Exactly. We love connecting with strong black women like yourself, Jordan. So thank you so much for joining us. We really, truly do appreciate you. Thank you so much. All right, y'all. So that takes us.
us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much again, Jordan, and thank y'all for listening. Remember, we're here for you full time from coffee to wine. And remember to play your power perfectly. Peace. Bye. Oh, Isha, I don't want to go out here and grocery shop with everything that's going on. I don't blame you. You should do what I do. What do you do? Use Instacart. Okay, tell me more. Well, Instacart is a service that actually delivers food that you need and want those cookies, cakes, and pies Yum. to your front door. Okay, but can I still get deals, though? Stop it. You know I don't play when it comes to my coins. This is true. Yes, you will get deals and help you save money. I mean, they find everything you usually buy, and they also offer smart suggestions for new items. Okay, but what about my fragile stuff like eggs and bread and avocados? Well, they pick the freshest produce because it's just like they're shopping for themselves and also they keep your eggs safe too. I like that. So how do I get started? What do I do? Oh, I'll show you. Come over here. Okay, so I go down to these show notes, click on the link and boom, I'm ready. Yes, you are ready. By clicking on the link in the show notes, you're actually letting Instacart know that I sent you. Nice. And they're going to take care of you, homie. And guess what? What? It helps support our show. So if you want your needs and wants to meet, you click on the link. That sounds like a song. It does. I heard it. (laughs) If you want your needs and you wants to meet, hey, click on that link.